gentlemen, we'll begin our final descent. As we prepare for landing, please make sure your seatbelt is fastened and your seat back and tray tables are stowed. Also this time, please put away all carry-in items, including laptop and devices of similar size for landing. landing. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, prepare to enter Culturama with Diva. We are Inner Sanctum Entertainment Limited, proud sponsor of Culturama with Diva. We encourage you to listen and join us in a journey of cultures, ideas, and innovations as Diva takes us around the world with her guests. An amazing show with an amazing host. We thank you for accepting the challenge of opening your mind. We are Inner Sanctum Entertainment Limited and we are a proud sponsor of Culturama with Diva. Hello listeners and welcome to this exciting episode of Culturama with Diva, where simplicity is the best thing. This episode is called Inspirational Moments and my guest today is Miss Crystal Day from Daylight International. Hi Crystal, welcome to the program. Hi Tanika, it's an honor to be on the program with you today. Crystal wears many hats. She's a mother, a motivational speaker, author, Christian, life coach, an entrepreneur amongst others. So Chrissy, you have an interesting journey to share with us. Now, tell us about Crystal Day before becoming a Christian. I feel like it's been so long. Well, it's not really too long, but I mean, it, you know, every day you just get up and do what you need to do. So it sometimes feels long, but I've always been a very self-motivated, driven young lady. Growing up in the inner city of Maxfield, living in mm-hmm. and then in Jungla, Arnett Gardens, as it's known. And, um, you know, I always knew from a young age that the life that I was used to or the life that I was seeing, that was not the life that I wanted for myself. So, you know, my father, from I was young, he would always tell me that education is the only way out. So I'll go to school, I'll get good grades. You know, I, I did all the right things. You know, I, I passed common entrance. So that kind of indicates, you know, I look old. <laughs> I am because I did common entrance. I was the last year in common entrance. I went to the prestigious Convent of Mercy Academy Alpha. Graduated from Alpha as a top girl at the school that year. And, um, you know, I started working a, a full-time job because my parents, I think I went to sixth form for one year. And then I started working a full-time job at CIBC Bank. No. While I was working, I was that's how I I decided to go back to school. Well, I not decided it was I didn't have a choice, you know, because mm-hmm. all my life I knew that I needed a degree to to make it. So it it wasn't an option about um, getting a degree. I knew that I was going to get a degree. What I would get a degree in, I wasn't quite sure because you know with money I, I thought about doing actuarial science because I was good at math, but that was full time. And, um, you know, I just didn't want to take student loan and, 
you know, I ended up doing business because that's easy and I was working in the banking sector and stuff. There's so much I could share on my journey. If you want, persons want to know more, I, you can get my first book, Living a Royal Reality. But I think before Christ, the main thing I would share is that my life was, so while I was doing all the right thing that society said I should do, you know, work, get a degree, um, get a good job, you know, do all the right things. The truth is I was living, I didn't know at the time that my life was so filthy outside of Christ. So mm-hmm. while I was living that life, I ha- I was very promiscuous at party nonstop. So I didn't realize. Um, so I knew that I wanted to become a Christian one day, but mm-hmm. I wanted to live up my life. I wanted to live it up first, you know. And then I had an encounter with Christ. And I wouldn't say I had an encounter. It was more, I saw the goodness of God in my life. How he had just spared me from just so many, many things. And, um, you know, just so many bad decisions that I've made in my life, including doing an abortion at 16 years old, experiencing sexual abuse, just these things. And I remember just coming to the Lord and say, okay, I want to live for you and I want you to teach me into this. Yes. So, having found Christ now, tell us about that deeper relationship with God now. You know, you smile at a storm. Tell us about that. I was baptized, but um, I kind of lived a double life in church for a little while. And then um, I had had a child in church. So, you know, that embarrassment of being pregnant in church, being a Christian, you know, I had to go through that. And then uh, a few years after, I kind of rededicated my life to the Lord and decided to live for Him wholeheartedly. And to be honest, that probably is about, I think about five years ago. Um, so that, that means I was about 20-something. And I honestly, I can't picture my life outside of Christ right now. I felt like I... I know right now that I was one of those chosen persons that God had unpicked and said, you know, she's going to experience some things, but she's going to come into my kingdom and help to bring bring souls to me. So at this point, I really don't want to imagine my life outside of Christ because while they, there have been a lot of struggles, a lot of temptations, a lot of things that I've been through, I stand on the solid rock of Jesus Christ and it has been truly, truly a blessing. Now, tell us about your journey opening up Daylight International and becoming that motivational speaker and book author. Tell us about that now. I worked in the private sector at the bank, then I had another job, then I started to, I got into the government sector very, um, if you know anything about government, you know, you almost feel very secure. <laughs> One of the things I realized though, while I was getting very comfortable, I was also becoming very uncomfortable. So. I moved from where I was at the Statistical Institute and then I started working at Archie Department. It was a big promotion because I left from being an accountant, accounting officer to a senior procurement officer. And that alone is a testimony by itself because according to, to man, I wasn't qualified for that. But according to God, I was equipped for it. And my time at first was a blessing. But one of the things that I've been doing since 2009, I used, because I grew up in the inner city, I used to host workshop for young ladies. So I, I would have my nine to five job, but I would have my passion. I call my passion projects. So yeah. I would be 
um, having mentorship for girls, you know, I'd be very involved in youth. I was very involved in youth clubs. When I got into church, I was very involved in youth fellowship. So I, I had my, so while I was building my career, I had some passion projects. When I dedicated my life to the Lord in 2014, I think I was invited to speak at a church because I was sharing my testimony and stuff on, on Facebook. And then I realized God had place a preacher inside of me so from there i started to speak and um from there the lord led me to blog in when he led me to blog in i started i wrote a book and then so this is why so i'm a senior procurement officer doing my career you know very doing my career going up the career ladder but then i have a separate life of speaking of coaching of writing so i was like almost doing two things or living two lives at the same time and i remember i never forget i always share i remember one day i was at work and i just i just started to get very uncomfortable at work which is weird because i really love my job and then and i was growing and they were like because I was so young, I was doing the work. Um, my, my company wanted to send me back to school so I can get a, a master's in the procurement. Um, because I was doing procurement for the government, and it, and I remember just saying to my boss that I don't think this is what I should be doing, which is which is ridiculous because come on, you know your company paying for you to do yes. um, school like that's crazy. And I remember I was just getting uncomfortable and one day I called my mommy, I said, mommy, you know, God, God is going to leave me to leave my job. And I was fretting because I'm like, I have a mortgage, um, I have a daughter, right? Um, she's going to prep school, I have a house, I've, I just bought a new car. I mean, it, it just didn't seem like it made sense. It was too much. And I remember, just long story short, I remember just seeking when the Lord placed at my heart that it was time for me to leave. You know, um, I, he had showed me the publishing company. I'd gone through publish, publishing my first book. I used a publisher, but the Lord had showed me that he wanted me to help other authors to to bring their book to life, but not just other authors. He wanted me to not take royalties, um, which was ridiculous because if you know anything about publishing, the fact publishers make their money because of royalties, and the Lord said, yes. no royalties. Help my people to... Um, let them pay you and I will sustain you. And to be honest, I remember January 20th, um, I walked off my nine to five job. And honestly, when I went home, like the first month I was fine, cause you know, you still have some little money. And the second month you had little money, but by the third month, when the money ran out, I was in depression. Um, and I didn't see the client. I had one single client, <laughs> you know, I wasn't sure anything about entrepreneurship, even though I have a business degree, even even though I, I almost completed my master's, even though I had a, the, the certificate in these things, it just never felt like I was I was good enough. But long fast forward to now, it's been almost three years. I've published over 40 books. Um, I've helped over 100 authors to write their book. I also, um, I, I did this. I, I did a few certifications in Christian coaching. Now I offer. I've I've actually trained and certified at least uh, about 70 life coaches here in Jamaica and That's overseas. Great. That overseas have, have certified coaches in UK, in Canada, in the US. Um, you know, God has just like, God has blown my mind away, to be honest. Mm-hmm.
I was looking at your website and I see you you do devotional hymns. You, I mean, you do devotional. You do purpose planner books. So, what are some of the steps uh, one should consider before becoming a book author? I believe that everybody can write a book. I believe all of us have the experience or have some kind of experience where we are able to write a book. The issue is that sometimes, and if we don't have an experience, we have, we have expertise, right? We have a passion for something, right? So I believe that there are, we can write, many of us are talented, um, gifted in writing, so we can write a book. I think though, what many persons, I would say the first thing that when you think about write a book, think about your audience first. A lot of persons um, start to think about their books and they think that, oh, because I have a good story, because I was abused, because I was <laughs> like, like this, like you are not like whatever you have been through, somebody has gone through worse. And that's the truth. So you can't just see the book as, oh, I just want to share my business or I share my story because it's so touching. No, you have to see, okay. How, my story how can my story impact somebody's life how can i share the lessons that i've learned to impact somebody so the first thing is to start thinking about who are you trying to reach and you cannot i am going to stress you cannot write a book for everybody yes. nobody everybody won't read your book not even the bible everybody is reading <laughs> you understand so come on your book is not for everybody your book god has called you to serve a specific person and then your book will reach that kind of person the second thing is that i would say so the first thing is to choose your ideal reader the second thing is i feel you need to start building some kind of platform no Gone are the days that when you have traditional publishers, when you write a book, they think they would push it in these big markets, push it for you. Most of us won't get that way. Many persons, I won't say most of us, because I plan to get a, a traditional publisher deal eventually, but many persons won't get to that stage. So most of us will, are indie authors, meaning we're independent authors. It means that we will have to sell our books ourselves. So you want to start getting into the habit of putting what what is it that Lord has placed in your heart. Just like oh Tanika, you are doing a, a podcast now. That's you building a platform. That's yes. you an expert. That's you building your brand. So if you decide to write a book, people can say, okay, you know, a long time she inspire me. Let me check out her book. And many persons aren't willing to put in the work to build a platform. And the last thing you said three things. I would say build a platform um, find your ideal reader. Second would be um, build a platform. And third, I would say just write. The, the truth is the book is not going to write itself. No makes sense. I, I can tell you, I can tell you about editing. I can tell you about form. I can tell you all of these things, but it don't make sense to tell you about all of that if you don't sit and write. So that's, that's the first three tips I will share. If you need instrumentals, recording, mixing or mastering, maybe a music video, photo shoot or graphic designing, Need Bouncy Castle's face painting, popcorn, cotton candy, or characters for the kids? Want to do online or offline promotion? Maybe both. Let's print your t-shirts and everything else. Here at Inner Sanctum Entertainment Limited, we got you covered. Reach us on FB and Instagram at Inner Sanctum Entertainment LTD, YouTube at Inner Sanctum Entertainment, and Twitter at iSanctum Studios. Or call us at 1-866-338-4123. That's 1-866-338-4123. in 2020 for 2019 you 
have built a purpose planner and persons can download it. What advice uh, will you have in mind for 2020 in terms of starting the year right, uh, building your network, building anything you want to have to achieve in life? I've been doing the purpose planner since 2016, I believe. Whatever planning that you are doing, it must be purposeful. <laughs> if you are not walking in a because some of us have these big goals, you know, and these big dreams, you know, but then we're not willing to put in the work for them. And then another year come, right? And then you look and you're like, oh my God, I didn't accomplish anything. Next year, I'm going to be great. No, you need to be great right now. <laughs> so the idea of the Purpose Planner, um, which they can go on my website, www.crystalday.com, C-R-Y-S-T-A-L-D-A-Y-E. Go on my website and download now the planner. I am very prayerful about this planner. So I sit down and I, I look at, okay, what are the categories? Because we don't want to just sell, set money goals. We want to set goals, spiritual goals. We want to set goals about our health because we need to eat right or exercise or something. Um, so, you know, we have a part for vision boarding. We have a part, um, you know, just to kind of reflect on the previous year, what you have done wrong in the previous year, what have you did right and how can you build on that? So the purpose planner really and truly is to help you to get focused on ensuring that your 2020 is they is short big you have to show up big and to be honest every year i i cannot say and and it's funny because i've been doing this from when i was a child i was that I was that friend that you would have that will write you a note and say, okay, what are the goals that you want to accomplish next year? <laughs> you know, and this was when I was a teen, you know? So I was, I've always been that encouraging person that I'm like, like, listen, um, I can't be great this year if I don't plan to put you in the work, right? So I would say when it comes on, suppose you have not been living that best life that you want to, start by downloading the planner and getting clear on your vision first it also asks you to outline your goals and then not just these pipe big goals that okay i'm going to become debt free what are you doing to become debt free right i'm going to lose 20 pound what are you going to do to lose 20 pound so um i would say just one it start with a desire two it start with um committing and deciding that you are going to do whatever it takes so you ask the question, how do I ensure that my 2020 is different? Ocean, right. How do I ensure that I show up big in 2020? Yeah. And I would say one, it starts with um, deciding and committing, right? Mm -hmm. So you want to make a commitment and decide upfront that I'm going to do something. Listen, you can't do the same thing that you do every year and expect that the, the same, you're doing the same thing and expect a different results. They said that's insanity. That doesn't make sense. It mm -hmm. means that you have to start doing different things. Many times, I, I can tell you the things that I'm doing now, I had to come out of my comfort zone. Years ago, I nobody could get me to speak in public. Um, you know, just little things like that. I had, to, I had to decide that I will not be the same person. And in order for me to be a different person, it means I have to do different things. I have to, so you start with decide. The second thing um, is, when you decide and slash commit, then you start to now put dreams together. Because some of us don't know what we want. So we have to stop, pause, and say, okay, what is it I want? At the end of 2020, what's one, if, if I do one thing to make my life different, what would that one thing be? 
It could be surrender your life to Jesus Christ first. It could be hiring a coach that can help me to discover my gifts and my purpose. It could be write that book. It could be deciding to, okay, I'm going to start a little business. Um, it could be I'm going to start saving some money. Like it, you don't, you just need to start doing something. Take some kind of action. Every day you want to ensure that you are trying to become a better person. Chrissy, your company, do you cater to women or or or, or men as well or you know in, in general? Alright, so it's so regarding um publishing, so as you mentioned, I'm like honestly I do a lot of things, right? Actually yes. 2020 I'm I'm cutting down at some of my offers and being a little bit more focused to be honest. But for the most part, I for my for my for my publishing aspect, I work with both men and women, right? Because I actually work with a lot of pastors, a lot of ministry oh. leaders, a lot of leaders. Actually, I have a lot of persons um, that are like in the education background and are writing books now. So regarding publishing men and women regarding most of my books to be honest when it comes down to my ministry aspect of my books most of them are written to encourage women to know their identity purpose and worth in christ so a lot of my books are most of my books all of my books actually are i have a new book for teenagers because 2020 i'm also focusing on building young people as i said i always have a passion for young people and um i have a mentorship program called writing for impact that i put together I have 11 um, teenage girls they went through this intensive mentorship program of a few months and they know they're writing a book together so we're writing one book together so that's coming out early 2020 so you can for that um, but I have some other projects coming on regarding I go into schools and speak a lot but I want to be more even more intentional about reaching our young people because then they do need a lot of guidance Yes. And um, I do offer branding and business coaching. Now, regarding the branding and business coaching, I do do work with men, but I would say my market has been predominantly women because a lot of women are more in the personal development space than men. And I work with persons who are coaches, persons who are authors, persons who are speakers, service-based businesses. I help them to create a brand, a brand DNA, a brand blueprint so that they can stand out in the market. So you have 10 speakers, right? How do you know how to stand out? And I help you to find that unique selling proposition or help you to define your brand so you can stand out and make money. Yes. <laughs> In our next episode, we'll talk with Crystal Day again um, about branding. So before we go, Chrissy, you mentioned that you also coach uh, speakers. Now, tell us who is a motivational speaker and what are some steps one should take, you know, before getting in that feeling, like, you know? Yeah, tell us about that. I do believe there are different kind of speakers, right? I flow in what I call a more inspirational speaker. I don't think I'm a motivational speaker. Here's why. I think more motivational speakers, you find that they would be more 
they, they encourage you, but they would kind of almost kind of pump you up and, and empower you. And I, I like a Les Brown and Lisa Nichols, they, yes. <laughs> that's needed, right? Um, but I think I flow more inspirational. So while I motivate you, I actually do give you, when I speak, I try to give people practical steps. Also, when I speak, people are very convicted. And I believe that the, that is always the Holy Spirit speaking through me. So I do like 2020, I'm focusing a lot on going to corporate. I did a few corporate in 2019 where I offer training, corporate training um, to help persons to become motivated to go after their dreams. So, you know, um, persons hire me to come into their company to get in companies that where people where they, they, the staff are feeling very demotivated where the staff kind of feel like okay I, they might go through emotions they in they hire me to come in and to get them moving so i believe that the, my gifting flow in inspirational more than motivational because i can't i realize that when i speak people feel convicted to change their lives yes. um, i do offer practical steps and and of course the encouragement that comes along in terms of if somebody wants to become a speaker what would i say i think the three steps i i, I when i if you ask my questions you find that i i give examples in steps right yes <laughs> not, not a problem because yeah I'm, I'm very practical right i'm very like don't tell me what to do tell me how to do it <laughs> I'm, I'm 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 that kind of person so as i speak if you're interested in speaking the first thing i would say is to know what your message is do you have a story all of us have a story so you want to because the truth is i can give you all the steps that i i can list you all the steps but the real reason why people are going to hire me after listening to this podcast is because of my experience it's because of my story you have seen this girl that when i was graduating from alpha they voted me to be valedictorian and i tell them no they will I will not be seen speaking in public. I was afraid to speak in public to now being an international speaker. It means that they have seen my transition, right? And uh, along with the other speakers that I've assisted. So one, it starts with knowing a story and be, being willing to share that story. The second thing is to know who your audience is. Mm -hmm. So for me, initially, my audience were tend to be church you know talking to youth groups start um talking to church persons you know and then i've expanded to corporate i've expanded to retreats i expanded to conferences but you want to know who your audience is initially to get started right and then after that you can expand and then the third thing again i i believe is to start building a platform no matter what you hear if you're a coach all of these if i'm going to give you three steps I will always include building a platform. A platform meaning you either start sharing on social media, you start a blog, you start a podcast, you start a YouTube channel, right? You start um, sending people texts of encouragement, but you need a platform so that you can start building an audience. Okay, that's great, Chrissy. And finally, Chrissy, um, what advice would you give to our young people in particular are teenagers who are feeling depressed they don't know who to turn to our uh, young or women in everybody in general speak to the people all right so let me talk to the teens first i always tell them there is a power of choice 
many of these teenagers, they are going, if you're a teenager listening to this right now, the truth is you have a choice to do wrong or right. And if you, if you don't make, I'm not saying you will make all the right decisions in life because all of us will make mistakes. But if you don't know what you want out of this life, believe me, life is going to show you things that you don't want. So you want to know what you want out of this life. I grew up in the inner city. Many of the younger ladies that I grew up with, they turn, they, they are now exotic dancers, go-go's, they are now prostitutes, they um, you know, own a gunman, they have 10 picnic, like, I mean, the truth is, your environment don't define you, right? But you have to start by knowing what is it that you want and deciding, making a choice that you're not gonna follow company, you're not gonna follow people, you're not gonna be caught up in hype because you know what you want in the future, right? So I will start there for young people and I can give you one long speech, but that's it, the power of choice. Understand the choice is yours. Um, Just overall regarding people feeling depressed and stuff like that. Um. Listen, at the end of the day, it comes back down to life is life and life is hard sometimes, most times. It's hard, you know, um, no matter if you grow up rich, no matter if you grow up poor, because I know that a lot of people that are in the inner city and poor, they believe that, oh, you know, if I only had money, I will do this. But yet still you have a lot of rich people that are committing suicide. It means that money is not the, the, the decider, deciding factor in your happiness. The truth is you have to understand that life is going to always give you lemons, lime, sour orange, <laughs> like you understand but at the end of the day you have the power of choice too to ensure that you are doing something different and i believe that in the most depressed seasons of my life when i stop thinking about myself and starting to think about how i can impact the world impact people take take your eyes off yourself right take your eyes off yourself it's not about you life is not about you anytime you become life becomes about you that's when you're going to depression right so one give your life to over to jesus christ because he is all in all he is everything life without him is nothing and secondly understand that life is not about you and once you take your eyes off yourself and pursue what you are passionate about and decide to impact lives believe me you don't have time to be depressed Thank you so much, Christy, for coming on despite your busy schedule. This has been the show Culture Rama with Neva, where simplicity is the best thing. Remember, guys, life is a journey. Live good, love God. One love, one heart. Let's get together and feel good. We are in a Sanctum Entertainment Limited, proud sponsor of Culturama with Diva. We encourage you to listen and join us in a journey of cultures, ideas, and innovations as Diva takes us around the world with her guests. An amazing show with an amazing host. We thank you for accepting the challenge of opening your mind. We are Inner Sanctum Entertainment Limited and we are a proud sponsor of Culturama with Diva.